Hey, Journeyers, Pastor Bill here, and thank you for joining us as we gather together on this first Lord's Day of the new year for Church Online Sunday. Did you know where the month January got its name? Scholars tell us that it was from the god Janus of Roman mythology. In fact, artifacts from the Roman Empire bear its mark, the mark of the two-faced god who looks back and forward at the same time. To the Romans, they considered Janus the god of doorways, passages, and transitions. So I guess it made sense to them that the first month of the calendar year be a time of considering both past and future at the same time, leaving one to enter the other. When Paul, the Christ follower, started making his way across Europe, part of the culture that he would experience in the Roman Empire would be that of pagan gods. In Life Mission 2.0, we learned that Philippi of Macedonia was a Roman town and proud of it. Of course, the little letter Philippians that we have in the New Testament was written to those people in that town at that culture in that first century. And two verses in particular just jump out of that letter to me and I wanna read them to you and see if you can guess why. Philippians chapter three, verses 13, and 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but this one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Did you see it? Do you think it was lost on those Romans in that day that Paul, a Jew, following his Messiah and now sharing him with them as Jesus the Christ for the whole world, was taking something familiar, looking backward, looking forward at the same time? I bet they saw that. And I bet it felt familiar to them. Familiar like, hey, Janus. But that isn't the point of his thought. It's only the on-ramp to it. I mean, that's the setup. That's the appetizer. You know, that's like, um, you, it's the prerequisite. You do it first, but it's not the whole story. And so he sets it up for the main thing. That's like a quarterback saying, ready, set, and then calling the play action. Forgetting what's behind, that's like ready. Straining toward what's ahead, that's set. And now what's the real call? Where's the action happen? A new direction that, frankly, Janus isn't looking at all. It's upward, heavenward. I mean, now there's another reason why Janus isn't looking upward, because in Roman pagan thought, he was like top of the food chain in the gods. He was considered father to Zeus. You couldn't get higher in the gods than that. But Paul says, oh, no, no, yes, you can. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. There is another most high God, the true and living God, King of kings, Lord of lords. At his name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of Almighty God, the Father. The call of Jesus, the call of the gospel, the call of the New Testament moves us beyond, here's what we're supposed to see, beyond our horizontal lives, forward, backward, looking all around us as flatlanders in this world and invites us to press on toward the 
goal to win the prize for which God has called us heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Don't you love that? See, we're not simply left to our own, left to our to find our own way uh, from past to future by uh, by some man-made pagan god of mythology. We are invited to rise to a whole other level beyond this world, beyond this space and time continuum of past and future, and instead be lifted into a heavenward eternal. Now, this new calendar year, God is also calling us. He's calling for our mind's attention, our heart's affection, and our life's devotion in a new way. And always God's call comes with the desire to take us to another level, to higher ground. He's not talking about earning heaven here. That's not what he's talking about. As, a, as our eternal home by our own good works, because we conquered temptation or we avoided sin or we have now earned our right to our eternal reward in the presence of the one true, holy, almighty God. No, that God somehow now owes us, owes me a spot on the winner's block. No, that's not what he's talking about at all. In, in fact, he's just proven in this same chapter a little earlier that the opposite is true. That no matter how good we try to be by our own efforts, we fall short. Our righteousness falls far short of God's gold standard of holiness required. Self-improvement can't and won't get us there. But God's grace in Christ can. That he does for us what we could never do for ourselves. And now by faith, we receive the gift of God's eternal lift in Jesus Christ. So our trip heavenward is in Christ Jesus. It's like he's our spaceship. Maybe recently you saw NASA send Artemis up to the moon. You get on that ship, it's going to the moon. You get in Christ and I'm telling you, you are on your way heavenward. So we're not gonna take time today to explore what heaven's gonna be like, but we will in our upcoming new series. It starts next week, by the way, January 8th. We're gonna be seeking to get Jesus' perspective from scripture in answer to questions that you've submitted in the last few months. And uh, one of those questions is, what will heaven be like? I'm, I'm already working on it, it's gonna be challenging, it's gonna be an inspiring series, so stay tuned. But sandwiched right in the middle of these two verses, 13 and 14, are the words, win the prize. Paul is saying that he's making decisions, he's taking action to press on toward the goal to win the prize for which he has been called heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Heaven forever someday, yes. But from now till heavenward, we're in lift every day in that same frame. So think with me for a moment about what that means. I mean, this is a curious focus. Heaven isn't the prize. Heaven is the gift that we receive in Jesus Christ. Well, then what's the goal? What's the goal to win the prize that he's talking about? Well, there is a word that shows up in verse 12 and in verse 15 that answers that question, and it's the word maturity. We look back and let go of the past, and we strain forward to lean into the future. Why? Well, because the prize is our desire and effect in growing in full maturity. God's desire to grow us into everything that he has for us in Christ. 
Bottom line, the prize is found in becoming everything a human being was created and is being recreated to be in Christ. That's the prize. Press on to full grown. Don't stay undeveloped. Grow into everything that God has for you in full measure. It's the same thought he shares in Ephesians 4, verse 13. Become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And then he says it in Ephesians 3, 19. Be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Boom! All the fullness of God? What? I mean, that... That's the theme of my book, Maturish, if you remember. So the question becomes, how do we get there from here this year? And the answer is this. First, we look back with gratitude. We say, thank you, God, for the blessings that we received this year, for the lessons we learned, for the challenges we faced, for the battles we endured. We also consider the mistakes that we made and we release all of them into Jesus' nail-scarred hands. We let them go. He says, forgetting them. Our tomorrows don't have to look like our yesterdays. In Christ, our past is buried, buried with Christ in baptism, right? The old is passed away. And next, next step, first, we look back, but then what? We strain forward to what's ahead. I mean, tomorrow's already here. <laughs> We're like a, a runner leaning into the tape for the finish. New innovations are brewing. Possibilities come to fruition. We're staying forward on mission, doing what? Well, I'll tell you what. Your staff and I are already face forward on for this new year. Family ministry is a big one. To kids, teens, women, men, building marriages, strengthening family life. Nehemiah was a leader in his day, facing opposition from his culture at the time. And he was standing one day to address the leaders and family members. And this is what he said. They were all working together to rebuild the broken down places around Jerusalem. And this is what he said, Nehemiah 4.14. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. They believe family's worth fighting for. So do we. So do we. We're going to fight the good fight this year. Not only of individual rights, though, but community rights, family rights. We seek to build stronger marriages. We seek to help parents find tools, put tools in their hands so that they can raise their children to be strong in today's world and guide their children to embrace the bright futures of the possibilities and hope that God has for them in Christ. And we want all of God's children to find that, not just those that are in nuclear families. We love it when people of every age and stage of life find their way to Christ's journey and they come in and they say, man, this feels like home. This feels like home. And to help us get there, to strengthen our focus this year on personal discipleship and leadership development, you're gonna be hearing more rollouts. You already know about EDGE, you know about startup. There are gonna be more coming out to 
to build strength into our spiritual heart. I'm working on something called the Christian Worldview Toolkit right now. So stay tuned for that. Speaking of tools, we've got new tools in technology as well to support and serve your personal growth. The Christ Journey app, the Rock Ministry Database. You know, our founders harnessed state-of-the-art technology in their day way back in the 1920s, and we're going to continue to do it right now in the 2020s to help people find and follow Christ. 24-7 Christianity is what we're talking about. A church beyond walls, a church without walls, a church on demand so that we can reach the world. The future beckons us to build a great church, reaching out across the streets, across the office, across the ocean, across the aisles. You know, in Miami, you love a neighbor and you love a nation. Prophet Ezekiel's ministry happened in a time of injustice, oppression, crime in the streets, abuse of the disadvantaged and the needy, a mistreating of foreigners, and God's word came to the prophet. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, here's what the Lord said. I looked for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. We want to be that man this year in our time through a global church. What's that? That's a local church with global reach and eternal impact in a personal way. It's heavenward living as God's people. And I have a special prayer reminder that I wanna give everyone who joins us in this vision this year. In fact, we're gonna be giving them out next week. A special prayer reminder as we gather. So please, let's come back January 8th, first Sunday together of the new year that will remind us to pray God's kingdom come, God's will be done on earth for everyone as it is in heaven. Heavenward, higher ground. Dawson Trotman once said, it brings God no glory for us to pray for peanuts when he desires to give us continents. Will this be the year Sunset Drive Project rises from the ground and reaches heavenward. God knows. Here's what we know. The future beckons us to build a great church of fellowship, of power, reaching in and doing the work of discipleship and personal leadership development, and then reaching out to stand in the gap on behalf of God in our world, and then seeking to save those that are lost and loving a world in need. You know what? We're reaching, we're reaching back in gratitude. We're straining forward in visionary faith. And then we are reaching upward in worship. And from there, here's what we hear. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And then what does God say next? Jeremiah 29, 12, it's a call for an upward look. Then you will call upon me and you will come and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you and I will bring you back from captivity. This is so heavenly minded that we can do great earthly good. 
The world isn't too far gone for God. Now our world's in a mess, but it's not too much for God. Nothing's too hard for God. How are we gonna get there from here this year? Well, Paul just told us, forgetting what's behind, straining toward what's ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Hmm, those last three words are the master key. You wanna find your future? You wanna let go of your past? You wanna embrace the reality of God's eternal presence beyond time and space? Get in Christ Jesus. Everything we need is in him. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for the truth of your word, for the difference it makes in our lives when we trust you by faith and invite you to be God, capital G, to enthrone you as our Lord, Lord above all lords, King above all kings. And on this new year, we desire not simply to look back, though we're doing it now, we're letting go of what's behind, thanking you, but also turning full toward you, not just straining toward the future, though we're looking forward to it. We're also reaching upward on our heavenly climb. Would you invite Jesus to make himself known to you right now? Lord, your will be done in my life. Your kingdom come in my life. And friend, if you've never trusted Jesus and the forgiveness of your sins and received his presence by faith, would you do it right now? Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you were on the cross taking my sins upon yourself so that I would bear them no longer. Forgive my sins. That you rose from the dead so that your life could come alive in my life. I receive you now. Come alive in me. And I turn from my way that I might learn to go your way as I make this prayer in your name. Just put that in the chat now, please. I pray to receive Christ and let us respond as together we embrace God's goodness this new year.